0: Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? In today's video, I'm gonna be going through some sell-high players going into week five of the NFL season. So I think these players have come pretty close to their peak in terms of their value, and it would be advantageous for you guys to move them off your roster you know, before their value starts to fall off. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be about this video, you know, other trade questions, waiver wire advice, start sits, anything fantasy football related, drop that question down below and I'll be responding to every single comment. But let's just get into the first sell high player. And I'm gonna start it off here with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I do believe he was on this video last week too. And I think this is another prime opportunity for you guys to be selling CEH. I feel like we all know the story this season. First two weeks, he underperformed greatly, 10.2 PPR points in week one. And then he followed that up with just the horrendous Sunday night football game where he fumbled you know, basically to lose the game, only scored 2.6 PPR points there in week two, but he's had a really nice bounce back here in weeks three and week four, Week three, he put up 16.9 PPR points. And then in week four, he put up 19.4. But honestly, the overall point totals really just do not tell the whole story. His overall usage has been fairly consistent. You know, when you look across all four weeks, obviously the production hasn't really matched that, but the trends with the snap shares from the running back position here with the Chiefs is what has been very concerning to me. He has decreased in his snap share every single game so week one he took 72 percent of the snaps then 65 percent week two 62 percent in week three and then 52 in week four so you see him dropping from 72 to then 52 from week one to week four and then his backup daryl williams has increased his snap share every single week so he went from 22 percent to 27 to 34 up to 36 here in week four. So I would be looking to package CEH plus another depth piece for some of these more established workhorses, players like Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Antonio Gibson. Obviously you're gonna have to give up a pretty solid second piece along with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but those are trades I'm definitely gonna be looking into in the leagues that I do own Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I have another running back here who I'm gonna be selling high on, and it is Cordero Patterson. Honestly, Patterson has basically been one of the strangest players so far this season. You know, looking at his production all four weeks of the season, it has just been weird. He is the number two running back so far in fantasy football. I mean, the odds of that happening coming into the season is basically 0%. And what makes his production even more wild is is that his highest snap share in a single game has been 42%. And that wasn't even in this past week where he had that monster game. He was in on 42% of the snaps in week three. The first four weeks of the season, his snap share has been 33%, then 33%, 42%, then 30%. And that makes this 34.6 point week four performance even crazier. He was only in on 30% of the snaps. It really just makes no sense how productive he has been so far and his production just relative to the usage is just so unsustainable moving forward. You know, I think for the rest of the season, he's someone who should be valued as like a bottom tier running back 2, high end RB3, but Mike Davis is still going to be involved in this offense. His snap share for the first 4 weeks have been between 60% and 75%, and so I am all in on trading a guy like Cordero Patterson for more established, safer workhorse running backs. At this point in the season, you know, a lot of these kind of mid-round running backs have not panned out. There's very few overall workhorses that I feel confident plugging into my lineup on a week-to-week basis. So if you can make a package of Cordero Patterson, plus maybe your wide receiver three, maybe even your wide receiver two for a workhorse, or maybe Patterson plus a wide receiver three for a guy like Daryl Henderson, That's something I'm definitely going to be looking into. If people are really buying kind of this four game sample size from Cordero Patterson, then that's who you have to sell him to. You know, I'm not knocking him. I still think he's going to be a solid fantasy football start moving forward, but his production is just bound to fall off. The touchdowns he scored on a Falcons team that has not been a good offense. He hasn't seen, you know, an absurd amount of touches. So his production is definitely just going to take a dip and I would rather just sell high on him this is probably the highest his value is going to be for the rest of the season. So I will be moving him if I have him on any of my rosters. The third player I'm gonna talk about is another running back, and it is James Connor from the Arizona Cardinals. And I feel like this Cardinals backfield is basically playing out exactly how I expected it to be. You know, you have Chase Edmonds who's seeing the majority of the snaps. He's also basically getting almost all the receiving work, basically a monopoly on that category. And then you have James Conner who's seeing over 50% of the carries and basically every single red zone touch. So, you know, they're pretty close together on carries with a slight edge to James Conner, but then Conner has the monopoly on the red zone work. And then Edmonds has that monopoly in the receiving game. And for where you drafted James Conner, I mean, he's probably been a pretty solid pick for you. And he has just balled out the last two games. He's gotten into the end zone four times these past two weeks. And so in week three, 18.3 PPR points, then in week four, 20.6. So this is just a great two-game stretch from James Conner. And I just don't think there's going to be a better opportunity to move James Conner off your roster. I think there's basically a 0% chance that he kind of works into Edmonds' receiving role. It's very clear that Chase Edmonds is just the far superior receiving back. And I also think James Conner's touchdown production is going to be unsustainable moving forward. Even if you're looking at a touchdown a game, I don't think he's going to have that pace for the rest of the season, especially considering that Kyler Murray is going to be vulturing some of those touchdowns down in the red zone. And when you're looking at his snap share the last three weeks, so week two, week three, and week four, his snap share has been between 37% and 42%, where Edmonds has been between 64% and 67%. So Edmonds is still the number one in this offense, and I also think it's possible that we can see a little bit of a dip in James Conner's overall carries. Obviously, you know you can't really take yards per carry as a great metric because if Conner's getting the red zone work, he's obviously doesn't have the opportunity to get these big plays because he's only going for like one, two yard runs. But Conner has carried the ball 53 times for 172 yards, four touchdowns, with a 3.2 yards per carry. Edmonds meanwhile has carried it 43 times for 255 yards and 5.9 yards per carry. And just watching the games, I truly believe that Chase Edmonds is the clear better running back. Connor probably will still have that red zone work for the rest of the season, but I could still see Edmonds eating in to those overall touches. And that makes this just a prime, prime opportunity to sell James Connor that touchdown upside is not gonna be there every single week, and I do think you should be moving him off of your roster. Then for these last two players, I'm gonna be talking about two wide receivers, and the first one is Robert Woods. And I think at this point in the season, four weeks in, I think it's safe to call Robert Woods a bust for where he was being drafted at his ADP. You know, he was a late third, maybe early fourth round pick in the majority of leagues, and he is someone that I'm trying to get off of any of my teams, he put up 14.8 PPR points in week four. So you're not selling him at a super high value, but this honestly may be as high as it gets. Cause if he goes out, puts up another like four for 40 game and doesn't get into the end zone, then his value is just going to be a non-existent. He's only seen 25 targets through the first four games of the season. That's 6.25 targets per game. That's down from 8.1 targets in 2020. And I think we actually expected to see an upgrade in that number or maybe not more targets, but he should have had more touchdown upside, more overall yardage, because we were expecting an improved offense with Matthew Stafford. And this definitely is a better offense, but it just hasn't translated to better production for Robert Woods. It has actually lowered his production. And so after seeing four weeks of him operating as the clear number two, you know, maybe even number three wide receiver at times, he's been outscored by Van Jefferson in two of the four games. I just think this is a large enough sample size for me to truly evaluate him. And he is a high end wide receiver three moving forward at best. And so I'd be packaging him, you know, potentially with one of these running backs I talked about earlier for a workhorse guy, you could be looking at CEH plus a Robert Woods, maybe a Cordero Patterson plus a Robert Woods. I'd be including him in those types of packages because I think, you know, the name value alone will get you a certain amount of value. But if you're getting into week five, week six, and he still hasn't done anything, then that name value is going to wear off and you're just not gonna be getting the same value that you could be getting right now. Let's move on to my fifth and final sell high player and it is going to be a Tyler Boyd. I'm gonna be selling high on him after his big game on Thursday night football. I talked about this in my buy low video, but I think it's a good opportunity to either sell high or buy low on players who either overperformed or underperformed during the primetime games, because that is when everyone is watching. That's when people either start to panic or over-celebrate people's performances. And you have to remember this Thursday night football game was with T. Higgins out of the lineup. Tyler Boyd went for nine receptions, 118 yards. That's 20.8 PPR points. But here's the thing, once Higgins is back, Tyler Boyd's value is going to take a major hit. It's gonna completely fall off. Tyler Boyd is someone who relies on a lot of volume. We saw him average 7.3 targets per game back in 2020. And that's just a number that I do not think is attainable on this Bengals team when the wide receiver room is 100% healthy because Chase and Higgins are just clearly ahead of Boyd in terms of talent and opportunities and overall fantasy production. Also, this Bengals team is just not the high volume passing attack that we had expected. You know, I think a lot of people were excited to see the Bengals throw the ball like high 30s, low 40s, you know, in terms of attempts per game. That is just not what has happened so far. They're actually averaging the third fewest pass attempts per game at 26.8 pass attempts per game. That is a very, very low number. And honestly, you know, it's probably going to improve a little bit, but it's not something that I think is going to skyrocket. Because it's not like they're playing in these games with the dominant defense. You know, they're ahead early and they're just kind of running the ball out. They've been playing in competitive games where they've had to throw the ball. They were behind against the Jaguars, they were behind against the Bears, and they're still just not averaging a ton of pass attempts per game. So, Tyler Boyd is someone I want out of my lineup because once T. Higgins returns, that production is just going to fall off and he's just not going to be worth anything. He'll be worth something but just not close to his value right now. All right, so those are the five players that I'm gonna be selling high on going into week five. Let me know your thoughts on these guys down below in the comment sections. Do you agree that you should be selling high or are you gonna hold on to some of these players on your roster? If you have any other fantasy football questions, drop it down below. If you wanna see my buy lows, that video is already posted on my channel along with my top waiver wire targets. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.